Welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hooter Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I am your announcer, Evan Lionheart of readingsbyevan.com from New Jersey. And in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Kathleen Ironwood of luckymojo.com in Forestville, California, and our special ghost, guest host from AIR, Papa G of southernfolkmagic.com in Nashville, Tennessee. This week, we will be joined by a special guest, Sister Girl of sistergirlconjure.com in Los Angeles, California, bringing us today's topic of dollar bill spells. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooist of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com, and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first up, let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Papa G. Miss Kat? Hi. Thank you so much, Evan, for being our new announcer. Um, your precise diction is much admired. Next time we're going to pour a cup of coffee on your head. <laughs> um, we you you, you ran Everyone out of music before you, you ran out of music before you ran out of words. So um, I but you know it, next time, just we're just no no don't don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Next time we're just gonna we're gonna wind you up and this spit you out and you're gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Doc Murphy says applause, and uh, Cousin Joshua says the truth. You have a lovely radio voice. You have beautiful radio oh, thank tones. You. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, welcome aboard our crazy little ship. And um, last week, for those who are keeping score, we bid farewell to Jeremy Weiss as our announcer. And now Evan Lionheart is here. And once a person becomes an announcer, of course, that means that when we have a, a desperate moment of crazy, he'll also end up being a co-host and other things, too. So <laughs> lovely to have you with us, Evan. And um, we also, speaking of co-hosts, we have um, Papa G as our co-host this time um, because um, Conjurman Ollie couldn't make it. And now... Um, we have um, the upcatch. I call it the catch-up. The upcatch from what's up in my life. I've just been working. You know, we did the uh, virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival. It was a big deal. It went on for days. Um, we took a few uh, days off afterwards just to kind of lie there in a stunned stupor, and we're back to work. And for those who follow Papa G and me. Uh, we published a book for uh, the in time for the Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival called Stranger in the Cup. It's a book about tea leaf reading. And it is linked to a very large project that I've been working on since 2008 called The Mystic Tea Room, which is all about the mystery and the mysticism and the magic of tea 
its use in divination and its use in um, material culture of particularly women. And I've been adding tea rooms like crazy to the tea room postcard section, and I now am going to be adding tea cups. I have a whole closet full of teacups that haven't been put online yet. And I just wanted to thank Papa G for uh, getting me going on this because it's just been, you know, it's one of those things you do it for a while and you think nobody pays attention and then all of a sudden you do it again and everyone's like, oh, more, more, more. So <laughs> the Mystic Tea Room is alive and well. Um, so that's what I've been doing this week is just Mystic Tea Rooming today. And Papa G, you'll know what I'm talking about. I put up Wanamaker's Great Crystal Tea Room. And oh, yeah. this is, yeah, he goes, oh, yeah. This is one of two tea rooms that mutually and self-cancellingly claim to be the first department store tea room ever. You pays your money and you oh. takes your choice. It depends on if you're a, a Philadelphia or a Chicago uh, team sport <laughs> proponent. So um, anyway, Wanamaker's Great Crystal Tea Room is not a tea room in the normal sense of a little cozy Victorian place where ladies get together wearing pretty hats. It is not that at all. It's this giant, giant banquet hall. But it's called the Tea Room. So um, there we go. That's online now. And you can find and follow that stuff at my uh, Facebook page, which is the Catherine Ironwood Facebook page. So that's what I've been up to. So welcome, Papa G. Tell me what's new at your world. Uh, I've been shopping, shopping, shopping. It's the time of the year where we completely fill the store, you know, Roma G. Satanica, with um Everything missing and everything you think you're going to buy at Christmas. So this is me. I cringe because I spend enough to pay off our house to pull the store. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then we now we haven't had uh, another thing we've been working on, which we just brought up last week, is ever since COVID, um, late May, our readers have been able to read. In, mm. in the store, and we would have two shifts of readers every single day, seven days a week. So wow. we just brought up the website, psychicsandreaders.com, where all of them can now do phone readings. Mm. Okay. So, so that's a so while you, you have your, you, bring that up. You have your local readers. You have your local readers um, online at your shop. Right. So they're all calling. You, um, you book it online, and it tells which reader has the appointment, alerts them, and then you call them at the appropriate time, and it's all phone reading. Good for you. Now, I'm going to tell you, you've got to get some of these people into air. That's your next step. <laughs> yeah, I was going to start with everyone here, and I thought, well, I'll branch out into other locations as soon as make sure everything is running smoothly. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'd love to see some of the readers that are local to Tennessee to get into AIR because, uh, you know, AIR can uh, always use a few more good readers. I'm still talking about you, Tony I. Talking about you, Tony I. (laughs) Where are (laughs) – we've been asking Tony I to join AIR for a long time. And um, every time – it's a gotcha. Every time he doesn't join, we go, come on, Tony, come on, come on. You can do it. <laughs> He's and totally I'm qualified. Working, I'm also working on trying to do our own smaller version of what we all just came through, was to do our folk magic fest, which is was supposed to have been our fifth year two weeks ago, but COVID. So 
We're trying to figure out how to do that through Zoom, hopefully in February. Mm-hmm. Okay, February for your five classes. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, keep us surprised of that as you come closer to it, and we'll give it some publicity. All right. Well, um, I guess we're going to next thing is bring on our guest, uh, Sister Girl. How are you today, Sister Girl? Hey, I'm doing fine. I can't complain. Just uh, I'm. It's great to be with you guys. Well, it's wonderful to have you here. Um, so tell me, what's going on in your world? What have you been doing lately? Well, I have been fostering kittens, <laughs> uh, and it's been really great. In L.A., we have a big kitten season, uh, and it lasts most of the year. I've been really doing readings and, and doing the candle work, which is my specialty, and I've also been sort of getting into more um, metaphysics since mm-hmm. we have time on our hands, you know, just really kind of uh, working with belief and and with personal power and that kind of stuff. Somehow that goes with fostering kittens. It kind of makes sense together. Fostering kittens and practicing metaphysics. I I like that. Um, It makes sense to me. When you foster the kittens, I just have to ask, um, are you adopting any of them? You just are are these baby kittens that you are feeding with a bottle? Are you, are they kind of half-weaned kittens? What are you doing? Uh, it's all of them. And no, I'm not keeping them. I'm preparing them for a good home. I cannot have all the cats. I I, I don't have a huge house. <laughs> so um I but I love to have them and you know there's something really special and precious about baby animals. So um I basically, uh, my last set was were, was a three bottle baby, so I had them from eight days old till ten weeks, and they've just been sent off to be adopted uh, up north and uh-huh. in the Pacific Northwest, and they are and they're they're just wonderful, and I'm sure they're going to be. They were adopted. I mean, they were sent up north from by the shelter that I work with because they were uh, already there was a waiting list up north, whereas there's not here in LA. Wow. So you know, so I, I was really just, happy. Just, I know this is way off the topic, but speaking of L.A., do you know about Hope for Paws? No, never it's heard a, of it. Oh, you check them out. They have a YouTube channel, Hope for Paws. They rescue dogs and kittens, and then they don't keep them and foster them themselves. They pass them on to other nonprofit organizations, like there's a place called the Kitty Bungalow, and there's you know which takes in feral kittens that still can be domesticated, you know things like that. Each of these is a specialized place. They they t- send them to if it's a if it's a poodle, they send it to a poodle rescue place, you know, and um, they resocialize them, uh, met, care for them medically. Hope for paws. It's really a cool group. You might like it. Um, oh, that's great. And Eldad, no, no, and so- Eldad is is the guy who runs it. Eldad Hagar. He's an Israeli guy who was um, rescuing kittens in Israel. Came to America for a job. I think he's some sort of a tech guy. Ended up rescuing kittens and um, and dogs in L.A. I just I just love I just love Hope for Paws. So check them out. That's great. So no, I don't um, keep them, but I'm I'm happy to give them a good start. That's wonderful. That's a wonderful thing. My uh, sister-in-law, uh, June Delane, also fosters kittens, and um, so it's a it, it's it's amazing to see you know how they come along. These little things just found by the side of the road sometimes. 
good good work. I know this is totally off the idea of divination, but Tony, I will appreciate it because Tony, I loves cats, <laughs> <laughs> and and, um, and I think a few others of us like cats a lot too. I think um, I think that um, Jeremy Weiss likes cats as well. Mm-hmm. All right, and of course Evan Lionheart ought to like cats since his name is Lionheart. <laughs> We uh, always like guests. <laughs> we have four of them. Oh my gosh, four! Wow. All righty. Oh yes, and uh, but... and Nagashiva reminds me in the chat that uh, June's daughter Ariel, my niece, also foster. She's grown up. And I, I still think of Ariel as a little girl. Ariel has all grown up, and now she has her own cat fostering home. <laughs> oh, oh! Uh, I didn't want to forget. Um, happy birthday to Nagashiva. Oh, oh yes. yes, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. It is Shiva's <laughs> birthday. And um, happy birthday you. to your dear sweetheart. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah, he, he's, um, he's a wonderful, uh, almost old now. Not quite old. One more year and he'll be old. <laughs> <laughs> he's still middle-aged. He'll become old. I thought I, got old uh, I thought I got old at the age of 40. That's what I was told. Now, 60, 60 is the new old. <laughs> the new old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 60 is the new old. You're 59. You're not old yet, but you're getting there. <laughs> All righty. Well, our topic today is um, dollar bill spells, and I'm going to just provide a little introduction. I'm going to turn this over to Sister Girl, who's done some research on it, has some great ideas, and then we're all going to pile in and um, and have a few words on it. So dollar bill spells are spells that are done with paper money. They don't have to be done with a dollar bill. They can be done with a $2, $5, $10. We're just putting them all together. A little different than coin spells because um, coin spells, you know, you have a like an amulet. And a coin, you can put a bezel around it. You can go to a coin shop and buy a what's called a bezel, which is a little rim that fits around it like a like a... I don't know, it's just a little ring that goes around it, tightens up on it. And you can wear a coin as an amulet or charm or pendant if you wish to. But uh, dollar bills you can't be doing that with. So dollar bills uh, or any kind of paper currency are usually um, used for money spells, obviously. And there are many ways to hold and carry them. And I'm just going to briefly just run through a couple of these ideas. One of them is to fold them up and make them into a packet or a paper mojo in and of themselves. And another way is to carry them in your wallet as if they were just a regular bill. But you have to kind of, if you have one of those wallets that has a little flap where you can keep your money, you know, separated, your currency separated. I don't know if you all still carry those kind of wallets, but um, if you do, uh, you can put them behind that flap. Or you can fold them up and put them in the um, coin change part of your wallet if you still carry that kind of wallet. If you don't carry a wallet at all, you're going to have to come up with some other place to conceal and hide that paper money spell. And they can be uh, kept and hidden in a business, in like in a cash drawer, in a uh, cash register. They can be uh, hidden underneath a table cover. For instance, if you have a, a shop and you have a uh, you know display tables and you've put... Um, wood over the wood, you know, and then a cloth over that, uh, or glass or whatever you're going to do, you can put them under that. You can tape them underneath the table um, so that the table has a, a bill spell under it. So those are some of the ideas. Oh, come on, Kat. I'm going to have to re-display everything for <laughs> now. 
And Amanda, who does well, voice, is not going to be happy with you. When I... <laughs> yeah, well, there's a lot of ways we'll to use it. these money. There's a lot of ways to use money spells. So we're going to get into them. But the idea is just, just think of it. Then the, the, the last way to use money spells is to send the money out into the world. So let's turn this over to Sister Girl, and she's going to give us some um, ideas on dollar bill spells. Right. So I uh, wanted to talk about this because I feel like right now with the pandemic, we're all sort of focused on money in this one way or another whether it's making it, finding it, getting some relief with it. So, um, and these are things that I've been thinking about and working with, and it seems like uh, there's a, there seems to be something to it. So this, the first thing I wanted to talk about is something I've done uh, for a while now, even before all this started. It's, I made a pact with St. Rosalie, and St. Rosalie is a hoodoo saint, right? But she's also... Um, She's also a Rosalie of Sicily. I thought. No, where's she from? Uh, St. Rosalie is a Catholic mm-hmm. saint, but she's also used in hoodoo. Now, mm-hmm. what you can do is you can take your extra change, and these days I just change dollar bills. Uh, and, and, and it used to be you could leave them at an altar for her or put up, collect them in your home and then give them out to the poor because St. Rosalie um, always wanted to give her riches to the poor, and to take holy orders. Her father forbid her to do that, but then when she she did finally do that, and now if you pledge to help the poor, whenever someone asks you if you give them the money, she will, Rosalie will make sure that you always have money. So what I do is I will t- have a few loose dollar bills in my, um, in my change purse. I do carry a change purse like you talked about. And mm-hmm. if someone asks me for money, I will give them one of those dollar bills. And since mm-hmm. I started doing that, I have never been without a, a couple dollars. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that, I mean, I think we all know about is working with the lodestone. But I love to work with the big lodestone. Um, Mama E has some amazing ones that she sells. Uh, and uh, they really cool. And I've named mine. And you, you just and it's like you tell it what you want. You put some dollars underneath it, uh, or some you know whatever. The larger the dominate, denomination, the better. I think I had the best luck with a twenty dollar bill. Uh, mm-hmm. And you just talk to it and tell it what you need. And periodically, I mean, if you want to train your money, like you say, spend it, and 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 and, and so it comes back to you. But I've just left a dollar a, a dollar bill underneath my lodestone and just fed in with oil and with um, with uh, magnetic sand. And mm-hmm. he always delivers. He always delivers. Uh, you know, I'm gonna, now, can I, can I just ahead. jump in on that? that yeah. I first learned about that. Uh, it was called trained hunting money. I first learned about that in Oakland, California in the 60s. And then when I was in Columbus, Georgia, there was a guy who taught me to put seven bills under. And, um, okay. So, and so um, he, his name was Brother Powers. And it, it, so he had this idea that if you put a dollar bill or what he said, be honest with yourself, put your largest denomination in your wallet on the end of the day whatever it is, and don't break that 20 down to ones so you don't have to put a 20 under. You be honest with yourself. And you put your largest denomination bill under the, the lodestone, 
And then at the end of seven days, the, you can take out the first one and put it in a new one. So there's a kind of a rolling number seven, if you see what I'm saying. Uh, there's always That's seven awesome. under it. And that was his way of doing it. And he used that um, both for money drawing and for money stay with me. He recommended that you put money stay with me on the lodestone to slow your outgo. So it's always like on this, like a time lag. It's always seven days behind. And his theory was, and I bore this out, if you start saying, well, oh, look, I've got a five today instead of a one, or oh, look, I've got a ten, and suddenly you've got seven twenties under your Thing. And I had actually worked it up to seven $100 bills because I added my own little wrinkle. Instead of taking out the oldest dollar, I took out, or the oldest piece of currency, I took out the lowest denomination. So I was always upgrading, upgrading, upgrading. And when I had seven $100 bills under it, then I had something I could go spend for something major and start all over again with seven ones. Well, that's excellent. That's amazing. And um, I always have keep a habit of keeping at least a w- one dollar, even if it's just a one dollar bill, mm-hmm. in my mm-hmm. wallet. So your wallet's never empty. Mhm. Mhm. And yeah. you can even put put it with a little sugar packet, so it's sweet. You know what I mean? Mhm. Yeah, that's a good one too. Um, uh, sugar and money go well together. A lot of people think that's kind of strange. You don't want to put honey on your money, but sugar it, packets are great. And if you want to raise from a boss, you can uh, take a, a dollar bill and you write, you know, what you want on it. You know, give me a raise, give me a one dollar an hour raise, or whatever. Give me just want five dollar an hour raise. Give me a five dollar an hour raise. Put it in your bowl of sugar every morning. Sugar your coffee with that or your tea with that sugar, and then, um, you know, you're it's just in there. It's working that sugar. Yeah. Um, then, so there's always for those of us who love Oshun, and those, and even people mm-hmm. who aren't necessarily initiated in the ATRs might have an affinity with Oshun. Um, mm-hmm. You can get, you know, a little uh, pump. You know those ceramic pumpkins you can find around this time of year. Mm-hmm. That are mm-hmm. like a little candy jar, like you can open them. There's a lid, and mm-hmm. and it's like shaped like mm-hmm. a little pumpkin, like a little glass pumpkin. You can take mm-hmm. that, um, you can fill that with honey and take it to the river and wash it out in the river in a running or, you know, running fresh water. Mm-hmm. And then you can bring it back to where you live and always keep some dollar bills in there. In denominations mm-hmm. of five would be even better. Like five, fifties, mm-hmm. twenties, you know, hundreds if you have them. And if you leave them there in honor, she'll make sure that you don't go without. Sort of like Rosalie, but a little different. But you need to wash that container in the river. Yeah. Miss Michael had a variant of what I was telling about, about the, the dollar loose in the sugar bowl. She's a little neater than I am. She said a fresh sugar packet in your wallet every day and yesterday's packet in your morning coffee. That's pretty oh, nice, beautiful. too. That sounds yeah, great. Yeah. yeah, that's very nice. Less, a little less messy. How about Papa G? He's been silent. What are you doing with money these days? When, when I found out we were going to talk about this topic, I went looking um, looking around and found something really, really interesting, especially when you're talking about making packets. Mm-hmm. There is a multimedia artist named Dan Tag who has even been featured in Whitney Gallery. 
And what he does is he takes money, um, cash money. Um, it looks like it's several bills. And he, he folds them as an origami artist until they create specific messages. And these messages we could use in, these, in, in a number of spells. But says some examples are things he put. Um, he pulls them back and forth and back and forth. So he uses the different letters where it almost looks like a ransom note, if you know what I mean. Like one of them is, yes, there's yeah. a website that has these. Yeah, yeah. What's the man's name? Dan Tag, T-A-G-U-E. T-A-G-U-E. And, uh, I put a, okay, got it. Yeah, I, put a, I posted a link in it, but one of them is like, we need a revolution. It's spelled out. Trust number one was another one. Uh, reality sucks. That one's pretty funny. Um, another one, someone folded together until it created the words love and hate. Wow, um, yeah, yeah, I've seen these. Yeah. And, those um, are fantastic. Holy shit was another one. Wow. <laughs> um, those, are, th- those are neat. So you got to figure out how to do it. Once you've seen it done, you maybe get the idea of how it was done. Um, right, and then folds that's, ingredients inside them. Yes, and oh, yeah, 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 fold ingredients inside them, absolutely. Um, so um, we've... Now, there's this origami thing, and Evan says, I think folding money into animals that represent prosperity is powerful work in itself, elephants, ducks, frogs, etc. Um, absolutely, folding uh, dollars into origami has led to a whole, I guess you could call it, a whole origami hobby that instead of using the traditional origami square, uses the oblong paper money. And if you go to some Chinese restaurants, I remember one in Santa Rosa, actually it was a Japanese restaurant. Um, It was a sushi restaurant. And um, they had, the customers had to sit and wait. It was so popular. You had to sit on a bench and wait till you got a table. And people would sit there and fold up money and then give it to them. And they had a whole wall of all of this origami folded money. They had uh, flowers and, of course, paper cranes and uh, pigs and um, all of the 12 Asian zodiac animals and, you know, one for every year. I mean, it was amazing what can be done with folding um, origami style. Uh, and, you know, something as simple as a little fan. And there, there's, a, there's, again, there's a lot of this, and it's very popular in Asia. And the funny thing is, they often will use U.S. money because it's so iconic. And especially think about dusting them with powders first. Yes, before you dusting them with powders is another way if you can't fit herbs into them because of the way they're folded. That's really a, a great thing. Now, I want to talk about another early spell that I learned. This is really old. Um, when you have a, um, a bill, it'll have the Secretary of the Treasury on one side and the Treasurer of the United States on the other side. Be there, like their, their names or signatures are there. And um, I was taught to write my own name there. In other words, I become the Treasurer of the United States. I become the Secretary of the Treasury. And that would mark that money for me. And I was also taught other things that you can do with money. Uh, you can take, um, as an example, uh, writing in on the money the success sigil, which is dollar sign, dollar sign, cent sign, cent sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. I was taught this one ages ago, back again in Oakland. 
and um, ran into it in Chicago, ran into it in Atlanta. It's pretty universal all around the nation. I think almost every root worker knows about it by now. And so you put those in the four corners of the paper money. And um, But you can also, along the edges, and um, I learned this from Ms. Robin, who uh, learned it also in Oakland, you can put uh, return to me, but she abbreviates this as RTM. So the RTM is on the short sides of the money, and um, and RTM means return to me. So the money will come back. And I have a funny story to tell that. I believe I've told it on the radio at least once, but I'm going to give it again here. Um, a guy uh, came in from some foreign country. I mean, he was from, like, not English as a first language. I think he was from, I don't know where, like Hong Kong or someplace. And I was showing him about the, our money altar, and I took off one of these dollars on which um, I was going to show him how to write RTM. So I wrote RTM on it, and then I said, here, you can have it. Just trying to be do a big gesture to him. Here, have a dollar, right? And he took it. He was He bowed to me. He was very happy. And about six months later, a woman who worked in the shop, Tanisha Mooney, came in and she said, um, this is really weird. I got this in change when I was shopping, when I was grocery shopping. And there it was. It was my handwriting. It was RTM. It had actually come back to me. It had the success sigil in the corner. said RTM. And I told her, I said, this was the one I gave off the altar to this visiting guy. <laughs> and it came, it came right. Six months later, it's back in our shop. And so we put it back on the altar as a kind of like memento of how interesting the world is. I do want to ask like Sister to... Girl if, if ancestor money uh, is used, um, how she thinks that plays into the conversation, or does it? If, if what, repeat, can you repeat that, is what? Ancestor money, does that sort of play into what you're talking about, or no? Oh, well, like not, spirit, not, spirit not in particular, no, yeah, because uh, you can you can do things with, with the ancestor money, but you'll get ancestor money back. And I'd rather get uh, currency back <laughs> that I can use. <laughs> well, see, now I was taught that a little differently, but everyone has their own ways. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people who come out of Santeria who say you can't use spirit money. A lot of people out of the West Coast, we all use spirit money, and we don't have that prescription against it. Uh, we believe if you uh, use um, what's sometimes called hell bank notes, heaven bank notes, spirit money uh, comes out of the uh, Chinese and especially out of the Cantonese Chinese experience and culture in the West Coast. Um, we use that all the time for writing petitions. And the first person I ever heard say that that was wrong, wrong, wrong was a guy named uh, Ricardo Deliz. And he was absolutely insistent. But he lived in Florida. He didn't live where there were Cantonese Chinese. He didn't live where Huda was being practiced by black people whose ghetto was next to the Chinese ghetto. So I don't know where he came up with that. But he then began telling everybody, it's wrong. You can't use spirit money. No, no, no. And people believed him. I'd never heard that until 2000 and whatever, you know, 14, 15, when he said it. Because everybody I know, and not just the West Coast, everybody where, where there's a Chinatown near a black ghetto, everyone uses uh, spirit money. However, we mostly use it for um, petitions, and it's to get our yeah. ancestors to favor us. But it's for to favor us with real money. So he, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? People, When people tell me, no, you can't do that, and they're like so sure of themselves, I just always look at them and say, get off your big throne, man. Come down and live with the rest of us. 
I mean, I'm not against it. It's just that I haven't. I wouldn't use it for uh, if you if you're like, wow, I really need some money coming in. I wouldn't. I I might use it for a petition, like Ms. Cat said, but I wouldn't use it for a ritual. Like I like to put a real dollar bill oh, in a mojo bag with like denominations yeah, sort of, of coins and different sort of like herbs, herbs and. Mm-hmm. See, it's, we're just different that like way. I use it. I use real it. In, money. But it is real money. See, that's the thing. Either you either you get the Cantonese culture or you don't. This is one of those. Is it a cultural exchange or not? And I I'm I'm going to stand up for it the way I was taught. Everybody used that spirit money. You can look at Miss Robin's altar. Totally traditional hoodoo. You know, her family's from uh, Texas. Lived in California for generations now. Um, Everybody uses it, and especially for gambling. Everybody knows that the Chinese are lucky gamblers. We all know that because we see them down at the racetrack. Well, I think it brings us to an interesting point. It's about belief. It really comes down to belief. It comes about what. It comes down to what you can believe. Can you believe that this ancestor money will bring money to you? Can you believe that this dollar bill will return to you? Will circulate and come back? I'm going to yeah, I, I'm going to jump on this and go a different different direction with it. It's like the Irish saying, "Don't point the horseshoe point down because it'll bring you bad luck," and they're like so insistent, and they're also so wrong because every Sicilian, every Sardinian, every Italian, every Turk, every Jew points it down, and we do it, and we love it. It's about culture, not about belief. It's the way you were raised. The thing is, the internet has allowed people. Um, a, a standpoint where they can all of a sudden be the voice of authority. And then all the little kids go, oh, this guy's shouting real loud. Don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm telling you, it's fake. That is fake. <laughs> anybody who tells me, no, anybody who tells me, don't use spirit money because you're only going to get spirit money back, that's bullshit. It's just total bullshit. I'm, t- I'm telling you, I use it all the time. But what you get is the gifts of your ancestors getting you money. And you burn that. You can burn spirit money if you want to follow the Cantonese culture, or you can use it for petitions. You can lay it out on your altar. I've got dozens of different designs of spirit money. I collected it all my life, and they come out with new additions and new denominations all the time. But I know my ancestors, they were business people. And I'm saying, come on, my ancestors, get behind me. See, so that's how I use it in a ritual. I use it the way it was intended, and that's real important. And then I send them the offering, burn it, send them the offering, and then they help me. And they have a happy spirit life, and I have a happy living life. I'm just going to say cultural exchange is a real important part of every folk magic. Every folk magic takes in from other folk magics. The neighbors told me to do this, and so I do it. You know, why do you think that Christians use the Psalms? Because Jews told them to, right? Because Jews yeah. were the ones who came up with Psalm magic. But now every Christian in America knows about using the Psalms, right? And we're not mad at them. We don't go, oh, you appropriated our Psalms. We don't do that. We go, hey, you like what we do. Cool. But if Christians came out and said, don't use the Psalms because that's wrong, 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 I'd tell those people, fuck you. <laughs> Well, well, I'm certainly not trying to say that or anything like that. I, yeah, uh, yeah. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't do that. I just think that you, it really does come down to it's not a, even though the the dollar bill does have Masonic symbols and mysticism involved in it, it really is about you aligning with your own personal power, with the source that created us, and and allowing yourself to receive. 
That's really what it is. Whatever gets I think you. I know what I think I know what Sister Girl is saying too. There's also a part of giving up something to get something back. Um, it's like I can't spend this on something because I have to. I'm trying to bring more back. I have um, four years ago on my 50th birthday, our good friend and store landlord gave me this green bottle, which is probably two feet tall. It's it's fat at the bottom and very skinny at the top. And what she did was she she rolled them up and shoved in fifty one dollar bills into this bottle. And you know, people see it all the time. It's like, oh, what what are you doing? Why don't you, you know, why don't you spend that? You want to get them out? I'm like, no. No. I use that. I don't even have another money office. I have it in my bedroom right beside the door. So when I'm getting ready every day to go to our store, I see it. And to me it's sort of a um drawing in money charm. Okay, go out into the world today and bring in money. So and it's cool she puts mm-hmm. it in a green jar too. Well, I mean, I would never, one. I would never contradict you, Miss Cat, because if you give me a money spell and it involves hell notes or ancestor money, and it, I'm going to do it because I know it's going to work. So I, I'm not trying to say, oh no, you can't. Well, you know something I else? I want to tell you. I'm going to. I'm going to go. I'm going to dive deep. You called it ancestor money. I don't know a single Chinese Chinese American who calls it ancestor money. See, that is a term that has been introjected into it by Santeria Lukumi people. It is not the term that's used. It is. I don't uh, even really, know that. I don't know. Yeah. yeah uh, the right. only reason I Ancestor- use that term is because people come into the store asking for ancestor money, and, we're, and if, if first yeah, we're yeah, like, yeah, what yeah, do you mean, Thelma? Not, the 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 word in translated into English is underworld Jar. money, which is sometimes referred to as hill banknotes. Or because people then have become sort of aware that the underworld is not considered a nice place by Christians, so then they call it heaven banknotes. But the more generic term is spirit money. And so it's spirit world money. And on the money is the picture of the emperor of the underworld. He's the emperor. And on the back are the bank of the underworld and all its branches. So they have a heaven underground. It's a different culture. you got to go with the flow. you got to go with the culture. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to shut up about this because I'm going on too long. But, but I'm just trying to say, <laughs> don't, dis, don't disrespect the traditions of another and say that that doesn't work. Because um, I can tell you, like all folk magic, and, and Doc Murphy's you know, cheering here about folk everything. She's an anthropologist. Cultural exchange is, is very important in all folk magic. Now I'm going to give you another one. Just just jump off this topic and go to $2 bills, okay? And uh, maybe we can all agree on that. $2 bills are what used to be called whore's wages. And, um, oh, and Covered Gift 2 says, yes, also Bank of Heaven credit cards. Oh, believe me. Yeah, the credit cards, absolutely. And also the gold bullion, the paper gold bullion. Love that shit. Okay, anyway, um, $2 bill is what used to be called whore's wages. And um, you can see references to it in old blues songs. For instance, Lucille Bogan uh, talks about uh, a $2, uh, you know, first having sex. And um, 
so a two dollar bill is rare. They make them and then they kind of build them up for a while. They don't people don't like them. People don't believe they're real, but they really are real. And so two dollar bills are used for uh, lucky money. They're used for gambling spells and um, better than a one dollar bill. They're also used for spells for people who work in the sex industry and uh, anybody who wants to earn edgy money, even uh, drug um, spell, you know, drug uh, dealer spells, you would use a $2 bill. Well, you know, with $2 bills, from my perspective, my mother always collected them because whenever she found them, because they were lucky. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily, we didn't. I didn't associate them to any kind of prostitution or anything, but I just thought, oh, that's lucky. I like that. I'll keep it. Mhm. Yeah. Well, um, I was uh, taught early on that if you can get a $2 bill, now I'm going to take down the person who told me this said, oh, they found a $2 bill in change and they were so happy and look, it's lucky, it's lucky. And I thought, where do they come from? They must come from the bank. And so I just went to the nearest bank, which was the American Trust Bank on, in Berkeley, California. And I walked in and I said, do you have any $2 bills? And they said, how many do you want? And I went, Oh, they're the really lucky people. The bank <laughs> got all the two dollars. <laughs> so I bought ten dollars worth. I put down a ten. I got I got my two dollar bills, and then I went out and told people, "Look how lucky I am." <laughs> so sometimes the luck of a two dollar bill is just knowing where to get it. Um, and um, they're fun to give out in change. I like to mark them, uh, success sigil and RTM and things like that, and give them out in change because people often, uh, especially the younger people, don't know that they're real money. They'll, they've even people have told me people in the currency collector club, you know. Um, now they're all on Facebook groups, but in, in clubs, they'll have what they sometimes call $2 bill day, and they get a whole bunch of $2 bills. They go out and buy them you know, from the bank at $2 each, and then give them out and change, and then report what happens. People have had security called on them. The police with guns called on them. What are you trying to do, pass counterfeit money? Really? And so there's a there's this kind of illegality that's untrue illegality, but still attaches to the $2 bill. So if you want to have a lot of fun with people, get a whole pile of $2 bills. I mean, get yourself $100 worth of $2 bills and give them out in change and pay for them and just watch the look on their faces. You can also watch, and I've done it, the cashier sees it and then has this moment, wide eye, are they going to take it out? Are they going to? And I've had the cashier to pull out of their own pocket two ones, trade it, and keep the $2 bill. Oh, now speaking of uh, dollar bills, uh, there I, I know a hoodoo man in New Orleans. What he'll do is he'll he'll take a couple some dollar bills, shred them, and use it in gree uh, gree bags or mojos mm-hmm. or in spell work. He'll he'll use the the actual I mean U.S. currency for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. When I uh, when I make money drawing candles, when I make them in small batches for people. What I actually do is I take, um, I shred up a dollar bill and I put it in a muslin bag and I will dredge it through the melted wax. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I also put a, a silver dollar in it um, and dredge it through the melted wax and then pour the then pour the candles because I want money to that be in there good. but not, you know, not she the present that it catches the candle on fire. Yeah. 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 Shiva pointed out something in the chat room. It's interesting. There is no tray for the $2 bill in many registers. That's true. And there's often a tray for large denomination bills, and we keep our $2 bills in that 
tray with the with the hundreds and the you know the bigger bills. So yeah, the whole two dollar bill is this sort of like it's in the cracks between the worlds. You know, it's like this fabulous other space. Um, shredding dollars for use in uh, spells is really good. Uh, you can buy shredded money. Um, it's just old worn-out money that they shred at the treasury, and then they bag it up and sell it. Just buy it on eBay, buy it at Etsy, whatever you want. Don't pay too much money for it. It's just shredded dollar bills. But it, that has traditionally been used to make um, oils, particularly Bosfix oil. Of all of the ones, Bosfix oil has always, that I know, had shredded money in it and also has shredded what used to be called the classified ads of the newspapers. Now you don't get the newspapers with the classified ads anymore, so you got to come up with something else. I guess Craigslist might work. But what you're looking for is the part of the classified ads where jobs are being offered. And so when you work with the Bosfix oil, you want to have those uh, newspaper ads for job opportunities uh, mingled with the shredded money. Like, if you don't give me more money, I'll go get a better job. That's the meaning of that in Boss Fix. Well, and sometimes when you're doing these dollar bill spells, the money might come to you in the form of a job. You know, it's not yes. like you, you know, you're not necessarily going to get hit in the head with a dollar bill on the street, you know. That's right. That's right. Uh, Shiva points out Lucky Rice. Lucky Rice is another thing. Um, at Lucky Mojo, we sell our Lucky Rice with shredded dollar bills in it. The reason we do is because people are so lazy nowadays. You're supposed to, <laughs> you're supposed to put some a dollar bill in your shoe and the rice in your shoe and walk on it for three days and then take it all out and da 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 da. da and you got the Lucky Rice. Nobody wants to do that anymore. So we we shred the dollar bills up in the Lucky Rice, and I've been doing that now for about 25 years. Somebody actually came into the shop and said, gee, I don't want to walk on rice. I'm like, okay, here you go. Here's your dollar bills. Here's your rice. And they went, this is cool. So I have to say it was a shortcut that I invented on the spot to please a customer. It pleases everybody, and now everybody makes their Lucky Rice with the shredded dollar bills right in the mix. (laughs) And another thing that seems to be true is that the larger the denominations, the larger the return. I think that it, and if you don't have large denominations, you don't. But if you say have a hundred dollar bill that you're working with, as opposed to a one dollar bill, it, there certainly is something to that. That um, absolutely, that your, your returns will be more. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, back in the day, a one dollar bill could buy you a lot of stuff. It could at least buy you a pack of staples to put in your stapler, you know, or it might buy you some postage stamps at five cents each. But um, nowadays, a dollar doesn't go very far. And I tell people, at least try to maybe use a 20. Um, There's another spell, another class of spells, which is putting money in the Bible. So let's really quickly get to that. Mm. Um, So the old one is to put in a dollar, but some people say a 5, a 10, a 20, whatever, um, at the 23rd Psalm. And uh, recite the 23rd Psalm, put that money in, and close your Bible back up. Seven days later, come back and flip seven pages, put in another uh, piece of currency, another dollar bill or whatever it may be, and um, close it back up. Recite the 23rd Psalm again. When you get to the end of the Bible, um, you can come around to the front again. And the idea is that this money will not be spent. You will not need to make repairs. You will not have broken things until you have saved the money that you need from that uh, in that Bible because God has sealed it for you. Now, some people have told me the same way that um, upgrading 
the the money under the lodestone. But then the next pass through, you go and pull out the ones, one per week, and you put in fives or tens or twenties or whatever you have. Always be honest with yourself and put in your largest denomination. You should end up with a Bible full of $100 bills by the time you're done. And even um, even if you have to go to the bank and turn in five twenties and get a hundred dollar bill and put it in, once you have a Bible full of hundred dollar bills, you got a lot of money, and then you have something really that you can use for something big. And um, I've, again, I've told this story before, but I'll tell it again. A lady who uh, taught me about this, I I asked her, uh, well, how much money can you put in a Bible? And she said, well, no, it depends on how big the Bible is, what how thin the paper is, you know, what kind of a Bible you've got. And I said, well, just on an average, how much could you have? And she goes, no, don't, don't ask me how much money goes in the Bible. Ask me how many Bibles I have. Really? And I said, well, well, how many Bibles do you have? And she said, well, don't ask me how many Bibles I have, but I will tell you this. She <laughs> says, I, I, she says I, I told my daughter, I told my daughter, when Mama dies, don't you take any of those Bibles down to the Goodwill store until you've read every page in every Bible. So now, can you go over that again? How do you put the money in? Okay, you start at the 23rd Psalm, and you recite Mm -hmm. the 23rd Psalm, and you put your your buck in or whatever it's going to be. You wait seven days, you flip seven pages, you put in another one and recite the 23rd Psalm. You always recite the 23rd Psalm, and you always flip seven pages. And And then you put a page And just to be clear, we're talking about when I say, I'm sorry, when I say flip seven pages, I mean seven leaves of paper, not seven numbered pages. You flip seven leaves. And you put a new bill. Put another one in. Put another one. Put another one. Put another one. Put another one. When you get to the very end of the Bible, you just, if you say you end on the number four, you come around and start count three more, and that's your seven. And you just keep on doing it Ah. by sevens until you get back to the Psalms 23 again. Then you start another. Then you either start upgrading that Bible or you start a new Bible. However you like to do it, I like to upgrade. I want a Bible with all hundred dollar bills in it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same thing, Kat. I remember you telling us three years ago about when people would need to, if they want to save up to take the um, hoodoo um, course. You know, I told I told people there were people like, how can I save one hundred and four dollars? And I said, yeah, put the money in your Bible. That's right. <laughs> and then I told them, take it all out and wrap it in, in aluminum foil and send it to me. <laughs> then when I was young, it was an old fashioned thing. People would wrap their money in, in aluminum foil inside the um, envelope so that it couldn't be X-rayed, or I don't know what they were thinking. But in the old days, people just wrap it in aluminum foil. So I just brought out that old piece of wisdom, and I have gotten people to sign up for the course that send me the money wrapped in aluminum foil. Well, now also speaking of dollar bills, there is a in the Fa tradition, like the the southwest south, south the south southern Nigerian tradition. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, the Yoruba tradition, I should say. Um, you rub your head with money. Rub your head with a mm. dollar bill, and, and that brings old age. So you'll live long if you rub your head with money. Oh, wow. That's a cool one. Never heard of that before. That is neat. That is very neat. Another one that I know, of course, is to put a coin or a folded-up dollar bill in the toe of your shoe. If you have those kind of pointy-toe shoes where your toes aren't really the shape of your shoe, there's a little wedge-shaped space in there, and you can uh, wad up a dollar bill or a coin or whatever you're going to put in it and wear it, 
it's also good for what they call mad money. If you get stranded on the street, you got money enough to buy, you know, pay for a taxi or something. I mean, it's or also a, a metaphor. Rub your head with money. You can literally rub your head, but it's also like, it's also a metaphor if you can decipher. Yes. It, you know. Yeah. Another way to use money in your shoe is to um, lift the insole. If you have those kind of shoes where the insoles pop out, and you put the money. Uh, with your prayer on it, like, and that would be something to the effect of, may I always be walking toward money. And you put that down, and then you kind of glue the insole back in. Use automotive goop, and so now you have prepared shoes, and you'll always be walking toward money. If you want to add a little bit of althea root or althea leaf, that's uh, used also to always be walking toward your goal. And it's a, it's a good one. Nice. Mm-hmm. Another one that I like is to, um, when you're doing an altar um, that has a map on it, and some people will use like a printed, you know, road map, or you can print out a a a section of the satellite view or the uh, uh, map view from Google. I like an old paper map. And you can, um, let's say you want to start a store and you want to have a bricks-and-mortar store, and you want it to be in downtown wherever your town is, and you live over here, and you put your a little circle where your house is, and then you uh, draw a path to where you want the store. It can be a, a several square block area, and you put the dollar down there. And just tat- glue it down lightly with a little glue stick, and you draw a line like a map, like you're going to go there, and you start with a candle where you are, little candle in a stand, and then every day you move that candle, <clears throat> light it, burn it, for, till it gets to where the money is. And that's to move you and your business downtown where you're going to go or to the suburbs or wherever you're going to go. You know, I think I told this story before that um, in front of our store, they were in the sidewalks. Mm -hmm. And I took uh, money drawing sachet powder and I actually, you know, set um, cash in it um, for a couple of days while I saw them pulling up the sidewalks. And then uh, right before the day they were going to pour it, you know, I took the I took the cash out of the money powder, put the cash on the altar, and then took the powder out to the street, filled the ditches with the money drawing powder, and let them put new sidewalks over top of it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right, right in front of the one. store. Right in front of the store. Yeah, that's good. Another one is to lift the threshold. And put and then put money under the threshold, the wooden threshold, and uh, they either screw down some old book buildings they might nail down, but you, usually now the modern ones will screw down. You unscrew them, and um, and you put the the money coins and um, dollar bills folded up under the threshold, screw the threshold down. That's a good way to work. And um, there's a there's another business one I I mentioned having a, a money in the cash register early on when I was kind of giving a list. Um, I like to have a a lodestone in the cash register. So I was shown this by the first guy whose store I ever went into in in, uh, in Oakland. And he was very kind to me. He actually trusted me enough to come and open this cash drawer and show me his big lodestone in there. And um, mm-hmm. and it was on what he called a little nest. You make a nest of money. And so it was on a $2 bill, and then on top of all around it were coins of every denomination, and then the lodestone and the magnetic sand in that nest. It was like a little hen. The lodestone was like a hen, and the little coins were like her eggs, and then the $2 bill was like the you know, the straw that her nest was made out of. And it was folded so that it fit in there real nice in his cash drawer. Mm. That is nice. 
Yeah, it worked yep. really well. That's the same guy, by the way, who gave me the lamp spell that you'd just a penny, a nickel, a dime, a quarter, 50-cent piece, um, and a dollar coin and a $5 gold coin from the 1920s or 30s. And he had that in a lamp. So this guy liked to use denominations. And when I mention a spell, I want to make sure that I kind of give where it came from and who taught it to me. So this guy was habituated to the use of these denominations. But he didn't put paper currency in his money lamps. But if you brought in a dollar bill and you wrote your petition, he'd put your petition under the money lamp. Hmm. Now another another you... one. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, go ahead. I was... you, it's your turn. Oh, just I was just getting back to the twenty third psalm. Like that one is really good for abundance. It's good for a lot of different things. But but that's all I wanted to say. Yeah, it's it's it's. I, some people call it the all purpose psalm because it has everything going on. Um, another thing you can do is use the money to make a paper packet. And um, But the problem is when you make a paper packet, according to those folding directions, it's called a bindle or a seed packet or whatever you want to call it, um, and that picture of that is in, um, it's in Bottle Up and Go, it's in, uh, oh my gosh, Paper in My Shoe and, and so forth. It's, it's in several different books. Um, you need a square to start with. So to start making that, you need to fold your dollar into a square before you fold it into a packet, okay? And that's not hard. Just think about it for a moment. Fold it up, make it a square, and then um, you can, after you have a square, you fold it into a seed packet. Then you can put herbs in it and fold the little envelope tip into it, and it's completely sealed. Nothing will fall out. And it's a very simple way to work with any kind of currency, a dollar to five, whatever, that that holds the herbs in it. And you can also um, make it to hold a coin as well, if you like. I like to put a coin in it. At the Virtual Hoodoo Heritage Festival, I did a little video on how to fold one of those packets and put herbs in it and put a coin in it. But you can just follow the printed instructions. Oh, and what do those packets bring... <laughs> Bindle, what are those packets? Yeah, isn't... Okay, I'll I'm pick sorry, one of you. Papa G, say something. <laughs> oh, something like you said a, a bindle. Uh, isn't, there's another term for that. What is it? Is it like the, is it the, the pouch that looks like a mojo bag for them, that a hobo would carry on the end of a stick? No, no, bindle is, is just a Yiddish word. Bindle is just a, a Yiddish word that means a bundle. A bindle is interesting because bindle is a term that um, came into the um, sale of um, illegal powdered drugs like heroin back in the 30s or 40s, I guess because the Yiddish drug dealers, they called it a bindle. Uh, a bindle stiff is a hobo who carries a bindle like the fool card. Uh, my mother always said, look at that bindle stiff. Um, and then, um, but, it, but so that's the word bindle. And, and um, the, um, the word uh, seed packet is... English. That's how you fold a seed packet. All righty. I think we just ran out of time. Oh my gosh. There's going to be more. Um, Sister Girl's going to come back with a free spell with more money. (laughs) So let's turn this over to Evan Lionheart. Stay tuned. The Lucky Mojo Hooter Root Work Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood, and our guest co-host, Papa G. And this week's special guest, Sister Girl, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination, 
and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who have filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum and you have not already done so, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, Evan Lionheart, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. Our first caller is calling in from area code 443, and we have Karen. Is Karen available? Yes, this is she. Hi. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for giving us a call today. It's a pleasure to have you on the air. And yeah. as per your <laughs> thank you, um, as per your submission, it doesn't appear that you've ever received a reading or any root work recommendations from our uh, host or our co-host. Is that correct? That is correct. I have not. I recently Perfect. discovered the uh, show. I'm sorry. Say that again. I recently discovered the show. Oh, perfect. Well, thank you for giving us a call in, and uh, thank you for trusting us with your situation as well. I'm going to go ahead and uh, give a brief synopsis so our readers know what to uh, uh, read for you on, okay? So Karen writes, I have recently started a new business and launched a website where people can schedule consultations with me. I've networked a great deal and gotten some word-of-mouth referrals, but I haven't been able to get many new leads from outside of those interactions. I'm wondering if adding more videos to my small YouTube channel will draw in more or if there's something else I should be doing to make this more lucrative. Essentially, I'm wondering if I'm going in the right direction or if I should be dropping this and pursuing something else entirely. Turning it over to you, Ms. Kat. Okay, Karen, I got a couple of questions. Um, This is a website where people can schedule consultations with you. For what purpose are these consultations? So I'm doing tarot readings, actually. Tarot readings. Okay. Uh-huh. So um, there's a um, a lot of people doing that. So you really do need to put mm-hmm. yourself out. Um, I'm going to uh, ask another question. What sign of the zodiac are you? Scorpio. Well, in West. Scorpio. Scorpio. Okay. And and about how old are you? Thirty-seven. 37, okay, that's a good age. It's those little 19-year-old tarot readers that are having more trouble these days um, mm-hmm. because, you know, because it's, uh, it, it, people, don't, um, people don't tend to trust a tarot reader who's a whole lot younger than them. 37, you're going to have a good uh, run at it. All right, yeah. so we're going to um, uh, turn this over to Papaji for a reading on what you can do to right. increase traffic. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Kat. Karen, I was um, shuffling the cards. I'm using the uh, Lenormand cards, which to me I call them down and dirty cards, get to the point. But I was listening to what you were saying, and I pulled some cards. I was focusing on one thing that you said, something about um, the way you wanted to advertise yourself, the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually the beginning of, of what you should do, 
but in a specific way. Because the first card is um, it is the sacrifice card. It's a, it's a whipping broom. It's about whipping yourself into shape, giving up mm-hmm. a part of yourself. So when you do this, um, you should do it solely from um, as a teacher, not from not as, as marketing. So mm. when you oh put, when goodness. you put these videos up. Yeah, when you put these videos out, they should be solely for the part of teaching someone else something. And in the end, I think, because next is the moon card and the child card, which is there's some unknown factors. Um, the child looks at things with brand new eyes. Mm-hmm. And, and then the last one is the garden card, which is this will begin to fill you with people around you. So if you will do this in this way, you will begin to get a following um, and and two, this is also a a big marketing thing where you give of yourself uh, without expecting to get things back, and you do it prolifically, mm-hmm. and then in the end, you will get things back. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? I do exactly. I do. So what were so those, that is a good those cards? What were those cards again, Papa G? It's the the whip and the broom, which um, uh-huh. the moon. The child mm-hmm. and the, gar- the garden. Thank you very much. Okay, I just wanted to write them down. Okay. Thank you. Um, I do. Um, I sense that that uh, I should come from an educational standpoint more than a marketing one. And I have so to, you know, even with our business, I have to rein myself back in. I'll make a post sometimes, and I'm like, this sounds too too salesmany. And I didn't right. put any in the information in here to teach someone something. So you will mm-hmm. hold people's information if you teach them mm-hmm. more than sell to them. And in the end, it gains trust in a market. And the cards right. sort of aligned up to that. All right. Well, let's see. Um, let's turn this over to Sister Girl and see what she has to say. All right. Well, uh, the first card I have for you, Karen, is the Nine of Coins, which is very fitting Ooh. here because this is, yeah, this is a woman who's working for, she's independent, uh, mm-hmm. and it, so this suggests that you can do this from home or from the comfort of your home, and uh, that's a good thing, and it also shows you being independent. Now, there's something mm-hmm. special or individual or unique about how you give these readings. Can you tell me something about that? Because you've got the Three of Coins, which tells me there's something unique here. And then the three of cups, which is like, so what? What do you do differently with your readings? So I, I think I just come from a different perspective. Um, I work professionally doing something completely different for um, twelve years, and ended up doing a lot of like uh, therapy and counseling. Um, oh, and then I decided to be paralegal. Is it in healthcare? Because the nine of coins can sometimes be a nurse or something like that. I used to work mm-hmm. with kids with disabilities, so that okay. mm-hmm. that could be related. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I started um, doing care reading maybe 10 years ago for coworkers and friends, and it just kind of got to the point where I was doing more readings than the other work. And so it well, hit me, you know, that maybe I should pursue it differently, and I think what's unique is that I'm just coming from a different perspective than a lot of other people who are reading cards right now. 
Mm-hmm. Well, that's good because that puts you in a good position. I would actually mm-hmm. suggest that you join an organization like AIR or uh, someplace that already has um, – because they've got an incredible network of like so, uh, sister, of, of sister girl, advertising. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I have to interrupt, but I'm the one who's going to be doing the recommendations. I'd like to know what oh. cards you got because I didn't write them okay. down. I'm sorry. What were the uh, cards the, you got? Um, well, the, so I got the nine of coins, the three of coins, nine of the coins, three of cups. Okay. Uh-huh. And then I've also got the queen of coins, which is why I was uh, – Ah, so got it. I, was, I what I would suggest okay. is networking or associating yourself with someone who is already established because you are not established yet. I well, got here the the page of swords, which is your, and also the knight of coins reverse, which is telling me that you're not yet confident and not yet established. But I do mm-hmm. have the chariot. I'm ending with the chariot, which is telling me you're on the path to success. You're on the way. Okay. You can definitely do this. I would just align yourself with somebody who's more established, who can help you to establish yourself. Mm, thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Well, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some recommendations based in part on these cards. Um, okay. For one thing, the uh, the advice that she was about to give you was good practical advice, but I'm going to try to get into some metaphysical advice too. Um, okay. Networking on your own is not the best way to go. If I were you, I would um, join some sort of a, a group that um, advertises people at different hours of the day or night. Um, for instance, mm-hmm. I belong to a group called Hoodoo Psychics, and I post that my office hours are on Saturday, and I get readings all Saturday long. Evan is on almost every day. Sister Girl is on sometimes. Papa G, all of us are on at different times, mm-hmm. and we get readings through the group. Now, we belong to Hoodoo Psychics. If you're not into Hoodoo, you might want to join some other group. But I, mm-hmm. I recommend that highly. AIR is another group, but it also is for people who do root work. So, again, I don't know what you're up to. But um, you want to be in as many places as possible. And mm-hmm. one of the reasons that I see this as useful is because we have um, the three of uh, cups, and which shows a group of people together, right? Uh-huh, and right. we have the three of coins, which shows a group of people together. And mm-hmm. the three of coins is a nonprofit or educational. And so this kind of goes exactly to what was being said by Papa G and, um, and by Sister Girl. So offer something for free, offer education, and, mm-hmm. um, and then you'll, you'll do better. Queen of coins says you have a good business head. No problem with your business head at all. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But community is what you're lacking. Three of, just think of those, you know those cards, three of coins, three of cups. Yep. Um, yep. That, that, is, that is where you need to go. The chariot is a little troubling because the chariot is, says not hooked up yet. You got in my deck, mm-hmm. which I use the Rider-Waite-Smith deck, the sphinxes are not harnessed. And so the person mm-hmm. has crossed, left the town, crossed the river, prepared for this whole new endeavor, but their their little vehicle is not yet hooked up. And the reason mm-hmm. is because of astrological problems. And so you can see all these astrology in that card. So I would um, do some working, looking at your chart, and uh, if you do astrology, mm-hmm. look at your chart and where the money is in your chart, and then do an election for a time that would be really good to do some um, 
a money drawing spell and a publicity money and publicity spell on that day. It depends on what your chart is because you don't want to yeah. wait, you know, a year while this is all going on. So, mm-hmm. um, but the chariot says there's a there's a problem. You're not hooked up, but that also can mean you're not yet hooked up community. Right. So, the next thing I'm going to say is uh, when I got started, I would give away. Um, free things and uh, you know guess what Um, 50 years later I'm still giving away free things Uh so it would be you know like um, I used to set up a card table uh, on the street and do readings on Telegraph Avenue and I would say you know uh, if you numbers in a bowl like a raffle picket and if you get a free reading hey it's free right Mm -hmm. and people would come you know and get the free reading and then some people didn't you know you can use um, any kind of um, sortilege to get that free reading you can say i do one free reading a week i do one free reading week here i am on the lucky mojo who do root work hour every client who comes to me i say to them and do you know that you can get a free reading i know you paid for this one but you know you can get a free mm-hmm. reading and it's amazing half of them go no i didn't know i could get a free reading and i have to tell them right. go to forum.luckymojo.com and sign up and we give a free reading and we've been doing it since 2004 and they go, what? How did I miss it? So never mm-hmm. assume that the information you put out is going to be found by everybody. And so if you have a free reading, if you have a YouTube channel or um, where you're doing Facebook Live or something like that, where you do one free reading a week, you will be mm-hmm. sought after because everybody wants that one free reading a week. It's just right. a good way to go. And I recommend it. I'm, like I said, I've been giving away one free reading a day when I started, and then I went to one free reading a week when I got more established. And I've been giving mm-hmm. away these free readings uh, since I was 18 years old, and I'm 73 years old now. So mm-hmm. it's just a free sample. I call it, you know, like when you go into the grocery store and there's the, the little old lady and she's got the white apron and she's got all the little cubes of cheese with toothpicks in them. Yeah. yeah and, uh, right. yeah, that's what it is. Here's your toothpick. Here's your reading. So I would do that. Now, the next thing is I'm going to tell you to do some spell work. And um, I would, first of all, what is the name of your website? Uh, well, I'm. I don't want to. Can I hesitate to like put it out since I'm not sure I want to like advertise it at the moment yet? Is that oh. okay? Is that well? Then you're not ready for. Then you're not ready for the work I'm going to give you. See, okay. usually when a person, because yeah. we we get a lot of we get a lot of people calling in. What about my website? I want to do the tarot readings. I want to do bone readings. And I say, yeah. what's your website? And they all tell me that you would have had had you told me that website probably on any one of these uh, radio shows. You know, over the course of a few years, we get five to ten thousand uh, listeners. So you just blew right. that. So I'm going to say, I don't think you're serious yet. I don't think you're serious yet. But when you get to the point where you have a... Yeah, I can see why you would say that. Yeah, yeah. So you have a There was an episode where Kat was like, do you have a business card? No. She's like, do you have a website? She's like, no. She said, why are you asking me this question? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Papa Papa Gino's the drill. Do you have a business card? Well, I'll say this, like, full disclosure. I, I didn't want to put my – I wasn't sure what was going to be the outcome of this reading, so I didn't actually put my real name. So my real name isn't actually Karen, um, and so that's why I wasn't sure, you know, if I should well, hun, you know, proceed hun, 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 with hun, – Well, listen, you just, yeah. you just dialed in to the longest-running hoodoo reading 
radio show in the history of the universe, and you are not going to go out on the stage. And that's, I mean, I'm going to tell you, let's practice going out on the stage first. So the first thing I want you to do is get a business card printed. I want you to have your real name on it or your performance name, whatever name you use. I want you to have your website. I want you to give out free readings, and after you feel no doubt, call us back. And then we'll give you some more spells because literally I think you need to make that first jump to yeah. actually doing it, okay? Well, that's and, that um, Knight of Coins reverse too. That Knight of Coins reverse is being very uh, – the, the self-esteem. You really have to be confident about it. Yes, 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 Sister Girl. And also the um, – uh, what was the other one? The um, There was another one besides the Knight of Coins reversed. I've already forgotten what it was. There oh, was the another page card of that was... Oh yes, Queen. Page of Swords. That yeah, yeah that's a, that's another one. Um, yeah. But there was another one too. There was another one also that was in there. Damn, and I don't remember what it was. Um, in any case, uh, the Chariot. That's what it was. All dressed oh. up and nowhere to go. Right. So the reading says to me, this isn't the right time for me to give you a lot of root work, but I'm going to tell you one yeah. thing you can do. Get get a deck of tarot okay. cards and powder them with uh, money drawing oil. Uh-huh. I mean, excuse me, powder them with money drawing sachet powder. And every day um, flip out three. Just, you know, do a three-card cut and say, what can I do to earn money? And it'll give mm-hmm. you some ideas. But you need right. to be looking at looking at your cards from the standpoint of money. Give away gifts. Give away, if you have a business card, get a special business card printed that says free reading on the back. Right, right, right. And, right. Um, uh-huh. and hand them out to people. This entitles you to one free reading. Back in the day, those were brass coins you used to get. I collect them. You know, you get a free cup of coffee from the white, you know, coffee shop or whatever. Um, and, you know, you, in other words, you've got to get out there. You've got to be out there. Make friends. Be with people. Don't be afraid. Uh-huh. Don't be ashamed. How long have you been reading cards? Ten years. Ten years. Yeah. You should be yeah. you should be up there publishing books already, baby. I know. I've been writing a book actually that I've been putting together that I'm also hiding, I guess. All right. Yeah. All right. Work work on your confidence. Build yourself up because you can do it. You can yeah. Do it. yeah. And you I need, would get you need that website of... going. Yeah, get the business yep. card. Okay, so here's what you need. You need a business card. You need the website. You need the Facebook right. page, Instagram, Twitter, blah, blah, all the social media. Yep. You can count that them all into that. one. Yeah. You need, um, if you ever send out, uh, one one other way to make yourself known is to sell tarot cards. You just order them wholesale from the manufacturers, sell them. But when you send them out to people, you put all your paperwork in there saying, you know, here's how to get readings and blah, blah, blah. Do you have a an online sign-up like Bookio? Uh, I use Calendly. You use what? Calendly. You mean to, for people to schedule appointments? You have a schedule. You have a scheduler. Right. I have Calendly. It takes so money and all that. Good. All right. Yeah. Good. They need to, you need right. to be able to tell them. I use Bookio. Everyone has their own little system. You have to be able to mm-hmm. schedule people and get that up there and let them know. Okay? Right. But, um, and if you look at the card, the Eight of Cups, you'll see this guy has, has six things on display. One thing mm-hmm. didn't work out. He kicked it under the bench, and he's already at work on number eight. So you've got to have six methods of display. Call back when you've got those in place and we'll give you some hot spells to use, okay? Oh boy. Okay. I believe it is time for our electronic meltdown. 
<laughs> the LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time to go to our free spell segment with Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles, California. Take it away, Sister Girl. All right. So this next one is more of a meditation uh, for, but it's a meditation using a dollar a dollar bill of any denomination. This is something I got from metaphysician Robert B. Stone, who is a he's passed away now, but he was a really uh, brilliant metaphysician, and it goes like this. You take a denomination of money, and you keep it next to you. You sit in a, uh, the larger the denomination, the bigger your return is going to be. You sit in a comfortable chair, you close your eyes, you take three deep breaths, and then you place the money on your lap. You imagine a large ball of light about a foot over your head in the size of a basketball. And then you mentally move the ball of light slowly down your inside your body, and you let it. This is mentally, and you and you're letting it move slowly down until it reaches the level of your navel. And then you imagine a beam of light emanating from the ball of light and shining through your solar plexus onto the money that's in your lap. So you put the, your money in the money in your lap, and you let the light shine. And so you see the money getting charged with energy from the light and you mentally withdraw the beam of light after the money's been charged and you mentally send the money out into space. So and then mentally you see millions of bills of money in all denominations flying back at you and it's like a money blizzard. And then you move the ball of light slowly up to the position above your head where it started and then you let it disappear then you open your eyes and you stay wide awake. And in the next 24 hours, you have to get rid of the money somehow that was on your lap. You either spend it or you change it. And if and if you and that's basically what you have to do is just be believe it and be open to the money coming to you from you know different sources. Wow, this is a really interesting one because it blends folk magic with what might be called a more metaphysical practice. And a lot of people feel that folk magic should not include metaphysics. A lot of people feel that metaphysics should not include folk magic. But the truth is they've always been together, and they've always been shared. This goes to the idea of what I was talking about before, about cultural exchange. This is a um, very similar to some of the visualizations that are taught, for instance, by the Crystal Silence League, and uh, really a, a great a spell. There's nothing I would add to it particularly. It's just what it is. The ritual consists of the visualization and the actual spending of the money, which removes it from being totally what you might call new age visualization and into folk magic. It's a good blend. It's a good spell. 
You know what parts of it Thanks. remind me of? It's just like the money blizzard envisioning this coming towards you and everything. Is we had a teacher in our store who she did all of the things that were like law of attraction. Um, um, she did all the law of attraction uh, classes. She didn't. She wasn't into folk magic or anything. And she started. To, she said that she wanted to do her first spell. And she gathered up all these things. And, and you know, I ended up telling her, I said, "You're creating it. You're you're just doing a moving vision board." It's the same thing, <laughs> except uh, mm-hmm. we're using spell ingredients. We're not using poster board. Yes, exactly. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, I think so. But I like it, too, because, okay, yeah, you've got to come up with a denomination of a dollar bill. But these days, you, I mean, I didn't want to give anything where you have to go and buy a powder and buy a candle and buy an oil. Right. You know, I wanted it to be something that we sort of have. Mm-hmm. All right. And, um, you know, I'm going to recommend this spell actually to our caller. Um, I think that this is a good way to do um, some some work, you know, that you can um, visualize money coming to you. It's a good idea to um, start with um, simple things that you can work on that you feel confident about. And this is one that nobody should have any doubts about. It's just a visualization. And it will not require that you belong to any religion. It doesn't require that you belong to any culture. It's pretty, you know, useful spell. Okay? Now, and, and if you want... something I wanted to say to the caller that yes. I didn't get to what was we, we, all of us here, we realize it's not easy putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. You just have to force yourself to do it because it's only been the past year or so of how many years have I been on the radio show now? With you got five or something? Yeah. Where yeah. Uh-huh. where up to, up to the past three or four years, I would just be just anxiety-ridden and sick to my stomach all day I had to be on the radio show. And now it's just like, okay, whatever, time to go call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Doing doing things uh, doing things uh, makes them easier to do. That's for sure. All right. I want to uh, give a shout-out to some of the people who are in the chat room. You chat people are with us a lot, and we love you for it. Um, Angela L., Callie Mojo Girl, uh, Cousin Joshua, Covet Gift 2, Doc Murphy, Do- uh, Dr. Sweets, Evan Lionheart, of course, Espresso Panam, I don't know what that one is. I can't pronounce it. Um, Ferrar 699, Hoodoo for You, which is Sister Girl. Um, Miss Miranda Tarot, Miss Michael, Papa G, and Signe DC, Tony I, and Wild Lotus 2. Thank you all for being part of our chat. Now, the interesting thing is that many of these people who are in the chat are professional readers. They either read cards or bones or pendulum. And... Um, one of the things I also recommend to our caller is hit these people up for friendship. Some of them have the same names in their social media as they do at Blog Talk Radio. Tony I does, I believe. Um, and I'm pretty sure Evan Lionheart does and Doc Murphy may. And um, get those people to be your friends on social media. All of these people who are readers, Papa G, me, Miss Michael, we're always ready to help someone else along. There's no point in trying to be the only reader in America. There's not enough hours in the day to do all the work, so we spread the work out among everybody. There's really not a lot of competition. 
And another thing is go into reading with the idea that there isn't a lot of competition. There's work for you and work for me. When I get calls from people, they'll say, oh, well, Miss so-and-so told me this and, and Dr. so-and-so told me that, and I realize they've gone to four other people and I'm one of their five people. So it's a, many clients will uh, select more than one reader. And so you can become part of a network. Your name will be known. All right. Well, there is our music, so we're going to turn this over to Evan Lionheart. He's going to uh, fill this in on the last announcement, and then we're all going to come back and say goodbye in our each and several ways. Absolutely. And thank you so much, Miss Cat and Papa G. And thank you, Sister Girl of SisterGirlConjure.com in Los Angeles, California, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers will be Miss Michael of HoodooFoundry.com in Willits, California, bringing us the topic of cursing and dominating with doll babies. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Papa G.com. Oh. I'm Uh-oh. your announcer. Okay. Hello? You're cutting out. Go ahead. Oh, I am so sorry. <laughs> I apologize. I am your announcer, Evan Lionheart, joining you from readingsbyevan.com. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And the shows are available in archives via luckymojo.com forward slash radio show dot html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank Thank you, Evan. It was lovely to have you as our new announcer. So, folks, um, the show is taking a slightly new direction with a new announcer, but we're going to still be here with a lot of good readings and a lot of good information for everybody. Um, I want to thank again all the people in the chat. Tell your friends and uh, have them join us. And um, I'm going to go back to work at the Mystic Tea Room. You can all see me there. It's a great show, Sister Girl. And thank you, Papa G. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye.